The reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg. I'm Rob Steele, and I'm going to start with a question that goes into a subject we don't talk about very much on this show because it's actually music. Um, I mean, we review pretty much all types of media. I wanted to throw this out because I saw something this week that made very little sense in my head. I saw that the band Europe... Do you remember the band Europe? I do remember the band Europe. They released a greatest hits album. And I was expecting it to have <laughs> Is it an I was expecting it to have a 60-minute version of the final countdown and that's it. Yeah, yeah, really. It's three discs. I didn't even know they had three albums. I apart from the final countdown, I could not name a single song by them. Did you know they had more stuff? I, I had no idea they had more stuff. I'm not surprised they had more stuff because most bands do, but... Um, I, I am being a bit facetious, but at the same time, they had enough to fill three greatest hits. Well, that's not the issue. Uh, greatest hits <coughs> where? See, the, I, I'm going to guess Europe. I'm guessing Europe. Um, and maybe they were big in Europe. Are they from Europe? I honestly don't know. I assume they are. It would it would make sense. They're part of the European Union, then. That's why they broke up. No. Um, <laughs> they there's, this one, there's this one British guy who's like, no, nah, I'm not having none of that. And he was the singer. Yeah. Um, he had really bad hair. I don't know. Boys. Anyway, back to the movies and stuff. Uh, three disc set. That's hilarious. Three discs. I don't know how the hell you're going to fill that. that you know, it, it's the final countdown. This version. I played it on a it. ukulele and an accordion. Um, <clears throat> Ooh, I'm listening to that. Ah, oh, they're Swedish. Well, there you go. Maybe they uh, were huge in Sweden. And then they, they caused an avalanche on an Alp or something. The number one question in Google regarding to the band, is Europe band still alive? No. <clears throat> um, well. But speaking of avalanches, and I suspect this is going yeah. to go over just about as well, the Snyder Cut, or whatever yeah. they're calling it these days, yeah. uh, has a release date. It's coming out on March 18th to H what HBO Max. Yep. And I got to say, I'm afraid I don't, I can't bring myself to care that much anymore. Um, I, I wanted to see Darkseid on a big screen done properly for a long time, but I've seen what they've done with him, and it doesn't look like they did him right. So it looks like they've like their version of Dark. Like I'm sorry, Zack Snyder's version of Darkseid is worse than <clears throat> Joss Whedon's version of Steppenwolf, and I don't know how that's possible. But it looks it looks like it's out of what a 1991 video game by a bad company. I mean. Not from the Enix or Squaresoft, which I think are the same company, actually. Yeah, uh, and and again, now more and more, it looks like it's going to be a four-hour release instead of a four-part miniseries, which is just an unfathomable decision, unless they're trying to sabotage it, because well, what kind of viewership are you going to get for a four-hour movie? I don't care that you're at home. Who the hell has four hours just to sit there? Just well, I mean, you can part. break it up yourself into yes, thirty-minute episodes. In which case, what's the point of doing it? Very bizarre. Very bizarre. Uh, I guess we'll have to find out on March eighteenth, and I unfortunately suspect 
you know, our, 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 the slogan of the show, we watch movies so you don't have to. I suspect this is going to be one of those so you don't have to movies. Yeah, I have a feeling. And like I said last episode, it's like I'm, I'm hopeful that it's good because I like some of the work that he's done quite a bit. But the work he's done for Warners has been abysmal. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Let's see. I did find some, some fathomable, fathomable news. See. It's not unfathomable. It's fathomable, and it makes sense. Uh, and it has to do with the new Bond movie. Uh, I can't believe he's not dead yet. Or uh, what is it? No time to die. No time to die. There's a reason it keeps getting pushed back, and it doesn't exactly have to do with COVID. And I think this one is a very funny reason, but it makes sense. They're having to reshoot a bit and remix some things. Because of technical reasons. Mainly that some of the film's gadgets that Q gives out in every Bond, well, almost every Bond movie, they're a bit dated now because this film is so old that they haven't released it yet that the gadgets are now freely available over the counter at Walmart. Oh, not wow. even over the counter, off the shelf. It's just, so they're having to redo a bit. We've dated ourselves because we took so freaking long for this movie to come out. That's amazing. I think that's funny. It, I mean, it makes sense. And you knew it was going to happen eventually. I just didn't think, you know, I wasn't expecting it to happen with this Bond movie for this, this yeah. thing. It just, you know, wasn't expecting that. I guess they weren't cutting edge enough, were they? No, uh, it was a dull knife. <laughs> Jeez, that's the see, also coming out in March uh, to Disney Plus. If you spend a little bit extra for their bonus pack or whatever, Raya and the Dragon, which is coming out in theaters, they released a second trailer for it. And near as I can tell, this looks like a Disney movie that's animated that doesn't have songs. So bonus points, we don't have to deal with that. What? Um, but <laughs> you know what? It, I've seen the trailer. It looks really good. It looks uh, very Kubo-ish. Hmm. And if, if you remember Kubo and the Two Strings, we, we loved that movie. I just realized that movie's five years old now. But I think we both thought that was either the best or second best oh, movie yeah. of, what, 2016. Yeah, so, that's a terrific movie. And yeah, shockingly, it actually is Walt Disney. It's not Pixar. So amazing. Yeah. Disney movie without songs. Uh, I'm sure they'll sneak some in somewhere. But Interesting. And this, this, this ties in a bit to Black Widow. Have you seen the latest on Black Widow? I actually haven't. Latest is that Black Widow showed up on a splash screen for coming soon on the UK version of Disney+. Plus. Interesting. Yes, very interesting because they keep on going back and forth. Actually, Disney's never gone back and forth on whether it's going to be in Disney+. Plus. They've always said, no, it's theatrical only. But rumors keep on swirling around that they keep discussing it because theatrical only? When is that going to happen as far as actually making money? So, 2027. We, yeah, really. We'll see if that happens. So, there's still a strong possibility that we may get a same-day release or something similar along the lines with Black Widow as far as hitting Disney+. Plus. 
Uh, actually, <clears throat> see, I went Disney, you went Marvel. I guess that means we should talk about WandaVision, which was next anyway. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, I wanted to throw this idea at you. Just the, na- the, the neighbor that we had from episode three, who had the hedge clippers that was cl- trimming into his wall. Yes, yes. Uh, actor's name is David Payton. I'm wondering, because we know that the annoying neighbor is supposed to be Agatha Harkness, a big uh, mystical character from Marvel. Do you think David Payton could also be playing the mystical character Brother Voodoo? Could be. That would be an excellent little bit of dovetail work. I... uh, I saw the theory float across Twitter and went, I, I like that. Yeah. No idea if it's going to happen or not. That would uh, be terrific. I have been seeing a lot of people who said that they did not really care for WandaVision because the sitcom aspect of it was too silly and it there wasn't enough marvel to it. Which, of course, is the whole point that they're... Right. Well, for those of you who have given up on it after three episodes, don't. Episode four is completely different from one, two, and three. And holy crap, does it answer a lot of, well, not all of them, but a lot of the questions we've had about this series. It does. It's excellent. So don't give up yet. It's it's still there, and it it, it still looks like it has has potential. Yeah. And like we said, I mean, it's, it's the strangest thing Marvel has done and it's the riskiest thing Marvel has done. I mean, it makes, it makes guardians of the galaxy look like, Oh, this is a knock out of the park. This, this will absolutely work. And people forget that most people like the mainstream audiences had never heard of guardians of the galaxy <laughs> before the film. And like you said, it's like, it's not even the Rick one. It's not the same lineup. And they have several lineups in the comics. So that was a gigantic risk. This takes this makes that look like, oh, let's do an Iron Man, Spider-Man, Captain America, Fantastic Four movie, which they didn't even have the rights to Spider-Man. But yeah, the whole thing of doing the sitcom was just like an incredible risk. And for most people, it paid off. And if it didn't, just like you said, it's like, go back and rewatch it because you got to watch what happened before. But that's the thing don't start with episode four because like i said it answers a lot of the questions but if you don't watch one two and three you're not even going to know what the questions are (laughs) exactly exactly but episode four is tremendous excellent and And i like that they brought back the uh, fbi agent from ant-man yeah exactly i was just going to say features the return of a couple beloved characters this one especially beloved character so yeah watch all of one division because episode four is already a great payoff, so I'm really looking forward to see where they take this. Let's see. Throw up <clears throat> something else that's... Let's see. I, well, I guess it's coming to HBO Max, and it might be there already. I don't have HBO Max. I'll let you look this up at some point. Finally, Babylon 5 has, one, been remastered, so it looks a lot better. It's in 1080p net. Well, it's actually, it's not exactly in 1080p. I'll get to that in a minute. And it's on HBO Max in a streaming service, which is great. Let me explain the 1080p thing. <clears throat> and I'm going to have to get a little technical. 1080p refers to the number of pixels tall. That's vertically a picture is. 
So yes, movie. Babylon 5 is now in 1080p, but it was not filmed in the 16 by 9 format that we're used to in today's TV because it was made in the 90s. It's in the 4 by 3 ratio, so it's going to have the black bars on the side. You know what? Who cares? It's been remastered. It I've seen clips of it. It looks beautiful. And just a quick review of the series. This may be one of the best written sci-fi series ever. It is, I'm not meaning to knock anybody on the show. It is not spectacularly acted by everybody. The special effects may look a bit dated now, but it came out in the 90s. What do you expect? In the 90s, it looked spectacular because nothing else was doing special effects the way they were. Um, but yeah, it, it, this needs to be watched from the beginning all the way through. And I know some of the episodes are going to be hard to watch, but I will explain something as it was explained to me by J. Michael Straczynski, the guy who created it in the first place. Yes, I have met him. So there, ha. I met him three <laughs> weeks before this show aired. And I got to interview him and talk to him about it and everything. And one of the most important things he told me was, there's a lot of stuff in season one that's not going to make sense. And I said, all right. And he said, but episode one of season two. Now, hang on a minute. You've already written that? He said, I've written all five seasons. And this is before episode one came out. I'm like, oh, dude, that's. <laughs> that's impressive so episode one of season two will have had three major bombshells that made you go i understand those six episodes in season one or however many it was i get it and you will want to watch the rest of this um the production value of this i think was brilliant because in season one there was a time travel episode but that's part one of a three-part episode. Parts two and three did not happen until very late in season three. But when they filmed it, it, filmed it in episode one, they filmed some extra bits. And they said, we're going to mix this in later. Because it's scenes that would have been helpful to see in season one, but would have given away too much. So we don't see them until season three when we get the other parts of this time travel episode and they put them, just put them back in and cool. they fit, which was great because things like, uh, okay, spoiler somewhere between season one and season three, Michael Garibaldi gains some weight and loses his hair. Now this is the actor, Jerry Doyle that hap this happened to, but the scenes that they shot from season one, he still had hair. He was still, <laughs> I'm not going to say svelte, but he was, he, he had less weight. <clears throat> and they just slotted that back in, and you go, oh, that's a new... Did they do makeup? No, they didn't do makeup. They shot those two years ago. That's the kind of planning that went into this series. Crazy. And you're, there's going to be some characters in this that you will go on a roller coaster ride with. Londo Malari, you're going to have a lot of problems with first, because he comes across as a dick. Now, for the most part, that's not going to change. You'll get used to the hair. He has this big peacock hair thing going. There's a story behind it. Not, anyway, not important right now. Starts Beautiful. off as a dick, pretty much stays a dick, but you'll, he'll be a sympathetic dick. 
You'll hate him in season two. You'll love him halfway at the end. The final episode, you'll feel sorry for him. I mean, you go through this whole roller coaster of emotions just with this one guy. <laughs> and a lot of the characters are like that. I mean, not, a, not all of them are dicks. I'm just using him as the extreme example. It's a great series. It's now on HBO Max, which if you have it, watch it. It's a great show. Unfortunately, <clears throat> uh, and this has been going on since the show went off the air, a lot of the actors in this series uh, have, have yeah. died, uh, including Jerry Doyle, who died a couple of years ago. Mira Furlan uh, died, what, I think it was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went through the major character cast list recently, and it's about half. Wow. Which, for a show that was on just <clears throat> you know 20 years ago, Oh, dear. And none of them were that old. A lot of them went, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of them went very young, which is kind of depressing. But you know what? Watch the show. It's great, even though, you know, a lot of the actors are gone. And maybe they all, although their souls went to a lovely place, which is my segue into my review of something you did a couple of weeks ago. I watched Soul. Oh, very good. And I'm not going to go into a whole lot of the storyline. I am going to ask Todd a very, very important question that my wife and I both had about this movie. Because this is this is this is Pixar, too. Right. If I recall correctly. Yeah. Disney Pixar, which has made some spectacular movies for kids. Which part of soul exactly is for kids? Because there was a lot of stuff that went on with this. I mean, it's beautifully animated. But make this a live-action for adults movie. I'm thinking it's got to be cheaper that way. And because a lot of this, we spent a lot of time watching this and thinking, why would a kid want to see a movie about, spoiler, a dead music teacher? (laughs) And I mean, it's nice, it's touching and everything, but at the same time, really? I think it's for older kids. And like our age. And and younger kids are going to laugh at the jokes. They're going to miss a lot of the jokes, though. Yeah, it's definitely for an older audience than like what we would think of like the, the, the typical Pixar thing. But, I, but working with kids, as I do, I work with a couple of fifth graders who both watched it and both thought it was super good. Loved it. So All right. it works it, for it just works. But yeah, it's, it, it, it definitely skews the whole story about has my life been worth living? That's not something kids typically think about, for sure. Exactly. It just, we just kind of looked at it and went, this doesn't seem like a kid's movie. And I suppose it's a good thing they're still in their rooms. I don't, <laughs> <clears throat> not that my kids are young enough to, to yeah. not get it, but. Personally, I like the fact that they, they're kind of pushing the envelope instead of doing a movie about does cabbage taste good? Um, you know, or some, not that Pixar does crap like that, but uh, too many that kids. Would be veggie tales. Oh, about, wait, that's. The, yeah. Too many kids movies are about just, they, they cater down so low to the age range that that age range doesn't find it interesting because they underestimate kids ability to think. So. <clears throat> I think that's a problem with a lot of, a lot of the action shows that w- I was going to say, it's probably a lot of Because you, you, you get like, 
Thundercats, right? Which I think could have been an excellent show, but they threw in Snarf, who yeah. was a, a character to explain everything to the little kids. And at the time, I was a little kid, and I'm like, get this prick off my screen. <laughs> I understood what's going on. Move along. We don't need him. Did you say? Did you say that, little Rob? Did you say to your TV screen, "Get this prick off my screen"? <laughs> I probably did. <laughs> yes, you probably did. My mom would wander through. Rob, language, yeah, English. What? <laughs> um, did not get that. Anyway, Soul is a good movie if you're not a kid. I suppose if you're a kid, you might like it. In the meantime, you watched the movie that I'm going to guess is is a a horror movie. It's a horror movie. Soul. This this one is definitely not for kids, and not quite have anything to do with souls, but it definitely has to do with uh, personalities. It's called Possessor, and if you're going to rent Possessor, which is available on various streaming services, uh, definitely get the uncut version. It is worth it. Um, not that I've seen the cut version, but when you're going to watch a horror thriller, why bother watching the the uh, emasculated version? Uh, this is uh, a story about an assassin whose consciousness is implanted into just random people so that that random person can then go assassinate the target because that random person will be closer to the target. So, boom, much easier to do. But it takes a toll on the assassin takes a toll on the person who is possessed too because spoiler alert they get killed so it's not really good for the person who is possessed and you'll see that happen like in the first maybe six minutes of the movie so not much of a spoiler Um, that's our rule if it's before the 15 minute mark in the movie not a spoiler yes and you'll see that in the trailers anyway um the gist of this film is that the assassin gets implanted into random person, and random person's personality starts to f- kind of fight back for control. So that's really the conflict here. And the assassin isn't particularly happy with the job anyway and has some own personal conflicts, and perhaps that's the root of the fact that the possessed is fighting back and issues happen between the possessor and the possessed. Uh, and that's just the bare bones of the plot. And you can figure people get killed because, duh, it's about an assassin. The brilliance of this movie, and it is brilliant, is in the way it's directed and written. And it's no surprise because this is written and directed by Brandon Cronenberg. Probably you don't recognize that name, but you'll recognize the last name. Yes, this is a son of David Cronenberg. And this is... Absolutely one of the best Cronenberg films, period, including all of David's work. Um, It definitely delves into body horror. I mean, that's the whole concept. And man, is it ever gory and has lots of sex because David Cronenberg. And just the relationship between sex and violence. And it's a very weird out there film. And it's extremely well done. Um... If you guess what's going to happen, my kudos to you because I didn't guess what was going to happen. It's very well acted. And this is just a really, really good film. Um, 
when we did our best of 2020, this came out in 2020, but of course that was such a bizarre year. <clears throat> Not that 2021 isn't saying hold my beer, but a lot of the best films hadn't even been available yet because they were, they were screened at like eight movie theaters that happened to be open and that was it. This actually came out in October of last year, but wasn't up around until recently. So I would say one of the 10 best movies of last year, especially if you like horror and thrillers and sci-fi. Absolutely great, great movie, Possessor. See, that actually kind of ties into something I watched, only I went back a little bit farther. I'll go with possibly one of the best movies uh, of the, the previous decade. Yes, we did switch. Um, going back <laughs> to 2014 for a movie called Kung Fu Jungle. At least it was in the States. Um, went back because I heard this is one of the best martial arts movies of the past or of this millennium. And I went, is it really? And yes, yes, it is. Uh, stars Donnie Yen, who's playing a police martial arts instructor who is serving a five year sentence. Yeah, I know. Because uh, he killed somebody in a martial arts duel when a serial killer strikes, killing martial artists using that particular martial artist particular speciality. I wanted to see how many times I could throw the word martial artist into a sentence, and that was a lot. Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, the guy known for punching people is punched to get to death. The guy who is known for kicking is kicked to death. And... You know, back to the plot. I'm not going to pronounce the guy's names in this because I can't. It was subtitled, and I'm not entirely sure where the name started and ended. I just kind of went, oh, look, it's Donnie Yen. Okay. And Donnie Yen <clears throat> not only knows from his prison cell who might be next, but he might even know who the killer is. So he's let out under per police protection, and a martial arts murder mystery movie ensues. This was fun. It was a really good movie. I love the idea. And it's new, at least to me. But I think it's the most important thing a movie can be, which is entertaining. Uh, the martial arts scenes in this, the, the fighting stuff, is excellent. The acting is really good. The one thing I think people might not like is that it is subtitled. You know what? Get over it. Learn to read whatever you need to do. It's worth watching this movie maybe more than once for multiple reasons. First off, like I said, the fighting is great. It's fun to watch. But another thing is you're going to notice that just about everyone in this film, not everybody, but just about everybody, looks familiar. <clears throat> and that's because just about everyone in this film is a legend in the Chinese martial arts film industry. You may not be able to pick everyone out or know them by name, but you're going to spend a lot of time going, hey, that's the guy from, insert movie title here. That's the way this was done. It's great. And even if you don't recognize him, there's it's not a tribute, but there's a thing at the end where they go through the cast and go, hey, here's this guy, and you might know him from this film. Here's this guy, and you know him from this film. It's It goes through a, God, a ton of people. And uh, a lot of them go back to, you know, the the beginnings of the martial arts film stuff back in the 60s, 70s, maybe even before that, because I don't know when some of these films came out. 
but it's it's a really fun movie. It's got a great plot. It's got a incredible fight fight scenes and choreography and everything. And there's bonus points. It is va- available for free on YouTube legally. There you go. It's and if you look in more traditional channels or commercial channels like Prime, it's titled Kung Fu Killer. So you might yeah. you may have seen it under Kung Fu Killer, but the original title is Kung Fu Jungle. And I've seen it and I totally agree. I mean, I think this is a great movie. Absolutely great movie. And and one of the standouts is that that premise of this the Kung Fu killer goes out and attacks people who are specialists in one technique and he kills them in that technique. So those things focus on those techniques, which is kind of an unusual thing that you don't see a whole lot of in in martial arts films anymore. Used to a lot in like the late sixties and seventies, but now you see more just a broad based thing. So very cool movie. And Donnie Yen as always is awesome. And not just in the action, but in the acting. I mean, the guy's a tremendous actor. Doesn't get nearly enough credit just for his acting ability. I agree. Kung Fu Killer or Kung Fu Jungle, whichever way you find it, is a great freaking movie. And which brings me to my last thing. Are they, are, are they? Are they? You have a little thing to talk about, right? It's just a little thing to end the show. Yeah, just a little thing, which okay. is actually called the little things. Hey, just came out. On, in theaters and HBO Max. So if you're in an area that <clears throat> you don't want to take your life into your own hands to go to the movies, or like in my area, you can't go to the movies, which I'm personally glad is still the case, flip on HBO Max and you can watch The Little Things. Uh, this is a pretty big movie. Ha ha. Stars Denzel Washington, Rami Malik, Jared Leto. So kind of a star-studded award-laden cast. It is a serial killer cop procedural. Detectives try to find the serial killer. We've seen lots of those kinds of movies. Uh, Denzel is the star, basically. It's it's an ensemble piece, but basically Denzel is the star, and he is a sheriff's deputy who is kind of gets caught up in this case and it turned, he used to be a detective. He's no longer a detective. Something happened. We don't know what happened, but there was some kind of a personal crisis. So now he's a, just a sheriff's deputy, and he gets caught up in this serial killer case. Turns out perhaps this is the same killer on a case that he was tied up with in which said incident apparently happened. The new hotshot detective in his old precinct is Rami Malek. And... They have a little bit of a clash and a little bit of an uneasy partnership, and they start working together to try to solve the case. So you've got the personality clash. You've got the just personal drama of Washington's character, and you've got trying to find the serial killer. And then when they find the serial killer, at least the one they think may be the serial killer, then there's the cat and mouse with that. Um, This has gotten really uneven reviews. Some critics have said, a lot of critics it seemed have said, is like, well, nice try, could have been better. Some <laughs> critics love it. Some critics think is like, eh, it's uh, not good at all. I'm on the line of, I think it's a good movie. It probably, yeah, with that cast, sure, it could have been great. Um, 
but I don't think it's just eh. I think it's totally worth watching for nothing else for the performances. Um, Malik probably has the least interesting character because he's more stable, let's say. But as the film goes on, his character starts going through some changes as well. So even his character is worth watching. Denzel is excellent, as always, because, duh. I mean, just I'll watch him reading a phone book for two hours. would be terrific. So all three leads are excellent. The plot is definitely interesting. Takes nice little twists and turns like a good thriller should. Could it have been better? Yeah. Um, but whether you could spend your two hours and seven minutes better and, and probably less than two hours once you stop watching the credits, hard to say that you could spend a better two hours. Um, you probably could watch Kung Fu Killer instead, unless that's a better movie. But Little Things is totally <laughs> worth watching. Totally worth watching. Denzel is excellent, as always. Malik is very good. Jared is... Uh, also very good, actually. Although there's a little funny story that Denzel just goes in, reads the script, does his part. Jared has to get into character. And, you know, he's a very much a method actor. And Denzel is quoted as saying, it's like, he hasn't, I don't have time for that. It's just go, just do the work, man. So apparently they had a little bit of conflict actually filming. <laughs> but he said, you know, Denzel is just, just go do the role. It's like, you don't have to do all this crap to get into character. So... Interesting that two very different approaches, but they totally work. And stop leaving used condoms in my trailer. <laughs> yeah. That was something that Leto did on, what was it, Suicide Squad? Suicide Squad. Can you imagine if he tried something like that with Mr. Washington? How Vince well that would kill him. him. <laughs> he would have. He would have. That would be worth watching. Not him actually killing him, but just the interaction of his like, oh, what would happen to you, Mr. Leto, if you decided to do a little bit of your odd method? I'm, I'm yeah. not going to recommend it. Not so good, buddy. <laughs> not so good. <laughs> anyway, that would appear to be our show for this week. Right. Um, in case you hadn't noticed, both of us <clears throat> seem to be a bit congested and stuff. We Neither yeah. of us have COVID, but COVID does still exist. Don't go outside. It's not healthy for you. No. Stay home and watch a movie. Indeed. Captain, we're losing power in the warp engines. I think we should be leaving now. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Uh, and on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I am very disappointed. Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, eh, it's a living. And like that, he's gone. Yeah.